All right, episode 44. That's me. Some cold cuts. <laughs> Some cold cuts. <laughs> uh, go check us out on 3starrecruits.com. Uh, I think Don, Mike is done doing DraftKings for the year. Like he's calling her quits. He was pretty frustrated for the last three weeks. And just playoffs too hard. It's too much of a pain in the ass. And I, <laughs> don't, don't get me into last week. I, I sat there. Dude, pay lines last two weeks. Highest I've ever seen them. 168 I had. No money. And this kid's rubbing it in. Cause Hold, time out. No, time out. <laughs> he goes, I was not fucking rubbing it in. I was trying to figure out how the hell I had 213 points. Because yeah. at one point, I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm, I thought it was fine. And I was like doing stuff around here. And I'm like, how the hell did I get 210 or 213, whatever like, it was? He's like, I got I got 198. I was like, oh, that's a good week. And then like 20 minutes later, 210. Two minutes later, 213. I was like, you don't have to rub it in. I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know I was getting points. And then it, it was, I found it was Denver. I forgot I had Jerry Judy. Oh, yeah, one sixty eight didn't cash. One fifty four the week before that. Yeah, I've had big weeks with like one forty, like big weeks. And I it seemed like that because there was no scoring in the first half this year this week. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just went crazy. It was ridiculous. Well, I get bad advice. My buddy lives in Arizona. He texted me. He's like, uh, "Can you tell me anything about the Bills this week?" He's like, "I have Allen and Diggs." I'm trying to he's in his fantasy championship was this week, which is obviously just terrible to have week seventeen. But he's like, I don't know if to play him or not. I said, I heard potentially first half, but I don't I have no idea. He's like, All right. And then Allen just keeps throwing touchdowns and he's like, he's just sending me the puke face. Because <laughs> oh. he had Dalton in. Why do they do a would you do your championship? He he hated it. <clears throat> He's like, I took the last two years off, and I got roped into three leagues this year, and this one was week 17. And Yeah, you should never do it week 17. And it was a two-quarterback one. So he had Mayfield, and then he had to put Dalton. Two quarterbacks? So they got to have, what, 14 teams? No, there's probably, like, 10. Because you don't want to have too many, because you got to have buys. So some teams need three quarterbacks on them. So. They do 10 teams? They get playoff buys? No, I'm we saying have with 12, like, We have 12 teams in our championships on week 16. Right, but they must have just made it week seven because you can choose one to obviously start your playoffs. So, yeah, that's weird. He was, he was, like, yeah, because you pick how many teams start. That's silly. Yeah, so he sat Diggs, which was good, but then he, he was pretty upset. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. So, <laughs> I apologize. My condolences. <laughs> Not so much. Your fault for getting into it. He might have still won. I have no idea, but it's true. He didn't tell me that. I did not fare well in fantasy this year because my roster looked like an emergency room waiting room, like from like week four on. First two weeks, I put up a shitload of points and lost. And then after that, it was just like everybody's hurt. Oh, you're on his team? Dude, I had a tight end I picked up. My tight end got hurt. I'm like, I'll pick this guy up. He's pretty good, having a good season. Picked him up before I could play him the next week. He got hurt. <laughs> that, was my, that was my fantasy football year. All right, so let's get into uh, – we were just talking. We were in a group text the other day with some people having this discussion uh, about Joe Judge and what the Eagles did the other night on Sunday night. I did find out this Eagles game was flexed to Sunday night. Right. They did flex the game because it had playoff implications. Because I know some people said, well, it should have just been on, if it was on, you know, daytime, we wouldn't be talking about it. <clears throat> That's probably true because it would have been going on it probably the same time around, you know, the other game. It is yeah. true. Yeah, I would say that. And that was the only game that really they could have put there that had playoff implications because even if they would have switched and put like the Giants Dallas night game, 
that potentially wouldn't have mattered if Washington won earlier, so then it wouldn't have mattered. So it was the only one that really had, no matter who won at one or four, really mattered to could that have. game. The only game I thought they could have possibly was like Colts game. But but the problem was is because there was because, an impact of what happened in this game, it was it was a drama thing. But right, up. but because Miami lost, the Colts were in. Didn't they have? To, they still had to win. If, oh, that's true. Because the Colts lost, but, Miami was in. Yeah, it. but it would have made a big difference, right? If they did that, but then Tennessee played and had won. They knew they couldn't win the division, so they wanted obviously them to play at the same time, so there wasn't those issues. But so you, you, I tweeted Peralta last night because I, I like listening to Matt's stuff, but sometimes I think he doesn't really. I don't agree with some of his tweets, and that's just whatever. It's social media. And you like my tweet, and I don't know if you went back and did what I suggested. I spent the whole morning, because I've been home this week, doing stay-at-home dad stuff for the you know my first week. I always back to work. So I am spent a lot of time sitting, feeding the baby, holding the baby, that kind of thing. And I have ESPN on TV, and every segment, whether it be first take, uh, wake up, all these guys that are bringing people on, everybody's talking about, well, and they, they'd show that clip of him saying, like, we would never disrespect the game. And that clip starts, like, at a certain point. Every one of them. We would never disrespect the game. The Giants wouldn't do that. And then, of course, all these experts are coming on and saying, uh, Joe Judge doesn't have a right to talk about another team like that. And the whole time, I start, I start digging in. I'm like, does anybody want to talk about what he was asked? I mean, he clearly was going to be asked this question by the media the next day, media day. Every, every team had their, like, last media day for the year. And he made himself available to the media. Clearly something got asked. So my, and I was nice about it to Peralt. I said, I suggest you go back and look at the entire interview. Because all day it's been this one blip and this one little little clip of him talking. But we don't want to talk about the rest of the conversation and what led up to that. And if you go back and watch the interview, Joe Judge clearly says, because they asked him if he'd watched the game. And he said, yeah. I didn't. I had it on in the background. I wasn't really watching it. So he was watching film from another game. I was in my office. He said, the bottom line is we had 16 chances this year to take care of our own business, and we didn't do that. And I knew coming to the organization, it was going to be a building process, and I knew that's what it was going to be. We had some injuries. Kind of went into the whole thing. Like, we had our chances, and he, he openly said that. But somebody clearly asked him about to the defect of would you do this or however you want to do it. And I don't disagree with what Joe Judge said at all. He made a very valid point. Like, look. These guys went through hell this year just to get to every Sunday, you know, be testing every day, just to like the bullshit they had to get through. And then to just yank them off the field and act like you don't give a shit if you win the game. That is, that is, in my opinion, disrespectful to the player. Yeah. And I guess to judge, judge Joe, Joe Judge's point, if you, you have to say that, right? That you're not going to disrespect the game until you're in that situation. Because if he's in that situation, and for all we know, Peterson's getting told from leadership, this is what, you know, at halftime, he's like, oh, if this is close, you need to. Now, who knows what the difference between the sixth and the ninth pick were. That was the difference in winning and losing, right. But, which isn't much, but depending on what they are looking for, it it could be big at that point. So... I understand, but until you're, I guess, until you're in that situation and who's telling you what, they may be telling you, like, Jacksonville, obviously they 
played Glennon, but they tried to make a run on Indy in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, I did see and, that. Which wouldn't have mattered. They already had it wrapped up, the first pick, but that could have been a huge difference. In Miami and the Colts. Yeah. So, and obviously Miami's – I mean, think about Miami. Obviously, they've got the third pick now because of their trades with Houston. But if Houston wins that game, I think they jump back to, like, the fifth or sixth pick. Do they? Instead of the third pick, which is a – for Miami, I think that's a huge deal for them right. because I think they're only a few pieces away from obviously they had what ten and six this year, right? So they're only a couple pieces away from ha- having a good team. And my point was clearly just put some context to it. I sat right. here all day and watched the same clip over and over, and then people reacted and had arguments about it. I'm like, let's put some context to what what was the guy asked. We're just we're just showing this little blip of what he said. No one's talking about what he was asked, and you know everybody's saying like, well. He, he shouldn't give a shit about, you know, what you know, they're just going off. And I'm like, he clearly said we should have won more games, but you guys didn't show that clip. He said it more than once. We had 16 chances to take care of business this year, and we didn't. Yeah. Clearly said that. And At no said, point was he ever said he was pissed off at the Eagles for losing on purpose. Right. He wasn't. He just simply said we had 16 chances we can get it done. Would I have done that? Probably not. And for all, I guess you, you want to go, but for all we know, even if they leave Hurts in that game, you don't know if the Eagles win that game or not. I think they have a better so, chance. Oh, they definitely have. Oh, they definitely have a better chance. But you still don't know if they win that game or not. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of threw the Joe Judge thing at me. I hadn't heard about that. Didn't realize we were going with that. The from the Eagles' standpoint, can you turn this mic down a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um. Three. It's probably too much. Yeah, I think this whole thing was amplified because they were on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And just in case anyone hasn't doesn't realize what's going on. So they were, my understanding, they were within three points. It was a three-point game, correct? And did they yeah. pull him in the early fourth quarter? Start of the fourth? Yeah. Or the first early the first possession yeah. of the fourth. Okay. Yeah. So they were within three points of three Washington. Three or six, I don't remember exactly when it was. three. But. Yep, and they pulled Jalen Hurts, their starting quarterback, and put in Sudfeld, is it? Yeah. Who is, what, a fourth year? Fourth year with the Eagles, but he's been oh. – he's probably eighth or ninth year in the league, I'm oh. guessing. So that was the – That makes it even worse. That, yeah. So if they claim they're trying to evaluate Sudfeld, that's a complete horseshit excuse for this whole thing. And – Sunday night football, you have a lot of casual viewers, right? So I, no matter what I'm doing on Sunday night, if I'm doing something around the apartment, I always have Sunday night football on. Right. I pay attention a little bit. And I, it doesn't really matter who's playing. It's a national stage. It's most teams view it as somewhat of a, honor's not the right word, but it's, it's a positive thing to be on a, a nighttime national football game. They pride themselves on having primetime yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. And so to get within three points late in the game and pull your starting quarterback because you want to evaluate an eighth or ninth year schmuck that I, quite frankly, had never heard of. Me either. It's just ridiculous. And, yeah, if I agree if this game was. So this is his uh, fifth year. <clears throat> okay. He was drafted by the Redskins. Okay, so that I, I don't know that doesn't doesn't change anything for me. Fifth year, eighth year. Really he hasn't never. thrown a snap since twenty eighteen. I've never so. heard of. I've never heard of him. You throw the football, not a snap. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's good time to chime in, huh? God. There's no way the Eagles weren't aware of the situation. If this game was at 1 o'clock, yeah, we're not probably not talking about it. Right. If they had announced a couple of days earlier that we want to evaluate Sudfeld, even though I don't buy into that, if they had said we're going to evaluate him, we're going to start him, and he's going to play the whole game, then so be it. If Washington was winning the game by 30 points, we're not cares? talking about it. Right. Yeah. But in a three-point game, to make any excuse for pulling – your starting quarterback just looks horrible. And Hurts scored the only touchdowns and, for him. And, right. And and to me, you should still be evaluating Hurts, right? He's only yes. played in like seven, yes. eight games. You've been going through this last so, like, or this whole season of you didn't know what was going on with Wentz, and you finally yeah. pulled the trigger from the guy you just drafted. Yeah, and I think what, that that is a good game to have to evaluate Hurts because Washington has a very good front seven. Yeah. I think I found out who the problem is in Philly. This week, not that I'm an Eagles fan, I don't really give a shit. And for the record, I don't really care what Giants fans have to say. The fact that you're pissed off at the Eagles, like you shouldn't be that stupid. Like the fact that you put your your fate in other teams' hands. Like I understand you would you would like them to try, but at the same time, it's like yes, you should have still won more games. The issue to me is Peterson disrespecting his team and his players. Those guys bust their ass for you to do what you did. That is it is extremely and I've. Read so much about this and heard so much after the fact that Kelsey approached him on the sidelines. Yeah, they said two players wanted to fight him. Yes, yeah, and a couple players and said, today and yesterday have said, won on radio shows. Said nobody was in favor of it. Miles Sanders. So my question most is, most notably, we were someone said to us that he said he was going to play Sudfeld. I never, I never saw anything on that. So I yeah, I and obviously it was a. An Eagles fan letting us know that, so obviously we don't follow the Eagles or probably cared that Sudfeld was going to play. Find anything on that? I yeah, who knows if he ever said it or not? But, but why would you like Russ said? Why would you evaluate a guy who's this isn't senior night in high school basketball? Like oh, I want him to get some snaps. Like yeah. it's a three point game. <laughs> yeah. Like and and it's clearly a you got to have some respect for the guys on the field. I get you're you're not going to make the playoffs, and I don't expect you to play for the Giants. <laughs> But I think we saw it with the Jets. There's a pride thing. You still want to win week to week. Yeah. The Jets could have packed it in and said, oh, fuck it, let's go in 16. You wish they did. But do you see how excited those, yeah. do you see how excited those guys were when they won and then yeah. they won again? Like, oh, yeah. There's there's a pride thing. Those guys do bust their ass. And I just think it's bullshit what he did. And then to blatantly lie about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the thing that makes it worse is Rivera saying thanks to Peterson at midfield. I did see that. And that was caught on Mike's. Yeah. Clearly, he's like, "Hey, thanks." Yeah, like that, that just that looks. I, I think, times worse. Again, I'm not an Eagles fan, so I don't really care. And Peterson, I have the impression he's a clown. But I would have almost respected this more if he did this and then came out and said, "Yeah, you know what? I hate the Giants. I wanted, yes. to, I wanted to screw yes. them." <laughs> right. Yeah. If he had said that, been like, "Ah, that's a bold move," but you know what? Oh, okay. Right. And this is exactly why the NFL usually, definitely the last week of the season, sometimes the last two. You always play division games yeah. because yeah. they have bigger impl- implications on playoffs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So they sat. Someone said they sat players already. They already said they were going to sit players. Right. Yeah. Because like Miles Sanders and a couple other guys didn't play. Didn't play. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. If you sit them before and like we talked about, even if you said at halftime <laughs> you bring Sudfeld in, yeah, it just looks a hundred times worse when you do it 
in the fourth quarter. Yeah. In a close game, a one score yeah, game. Three Hertz game. is your evaluation. Yeah. Right. Your excuse that you're evaluating is bullshit because your evaluation should be Hertz. By the way, did you know that this Sudfeld, he actually took a pay cut this year, restructured his contract to remain a third string quarterback in Philly. That's how valuable he is. I mean, that's a hell of a job, though. Did he have a bonus if he played like three snaps? And <laughs> did he got like I don't I don't know. Know, another hundred thousand? Yeah, but he lost it when he threw a pick in a fumble. I just it, to me, it just the issue is Peterson. I wish Joe Judge wouldn't have got roasted. I'm not a Giants fan. I don't give a shit because I think that shouldn't have been the conversation. Right. The, yeah, it the was, clip was not was not fair to him. That that franchise until I forget Howie. I think is his name, their GM. Until he's gone, or maybe he's their owner, I don't know. Their GM. Until their GM is gone, that franchise is in trouble. They won a Super Bowl three years ago. I've never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a team after a Super Bowl drop off that fast. Yeah. I was trying to think about that. I don't know the last time a team dropped off that fast after a Super Bowl. Now, a lot of people said, you know, they went all in on that Super Bowl. But I don't remember anyone that was, like, crazy that they had. They had some defensive guys that since have left because of free agency. I've heard that too. Like they sold but, their sold their sold basically win the Super Bowl, but at the same time, like which everybody's saying that Tampa did, but Tampa literally brought in Brady. Like they already right. had Evans and Godwin. So like yeah. the only thing they did was pay up for Brady and <laughs> yeah. brought in Gronk. That, right. That's that's not what. And I don't understand where Philly quote unquote sold their soul to win the Super Bowl because they weren't a favorite. <clears throat> no, when, I mean, and Wentz was on his second what was a second year. Yeah, out? Wentz probably had an MVP year that year. Close to it. And he got hurt. And, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but. I think we know where the the problem is. Is because, like you said, well, I've never seen a downfall like that. Well, Wentz had a great season, and Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator, correct? Yeah. And now he's gone, doing pretty good things in Indianapolis. And then you have, you just you completely drop off. The players don't hit, clearly just don't like this guy. They, they pissed him, the players off enough where they're coming out on radio shows and everything, being very open about it. Yeah, and like nobody, and they said nobody was in favor of this, and nobody knew about it. It's just bullshit. Yeah, and they've, and I think it was, I sent you guys the text in the group. Wentz, Kelsey, and Ertz were all on the sideline. The they said they left until they were out there until like quarter to one, just talking the three of them. Now, Wentz obviously still on contract. I think Ertz is a free agent, so he'll be out of there, and I think Kelsey is as well. Mm-hmm. But, but clearly, when you have three veteran guys, now obviously they said. Some of it, they probably would have been in the locker room if it wasn't for COVID and stuff, so they could be out in the open air. But to be out there in probably 30, sub-30 degree temperatures. I could have found a better place to talk about it. (laughs) For two hours. Set up a Zoom call. Is is crazy. It was the three of them and their head of security. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, I just, the Peterson thing pisses me off. Like, it just, he's clear. I'm not even a Colts fan. I don't even have a team. I don't, I'm a dog in this fight. But I've definitely noticed this, like, arrogance come about him. It's just floated more it's like the old expression like you know shit floats too right it's definitely come to the surface by the end of the year we found out that we've talked for weeks that is when's the problem is you know do they need to go to what i I did they need once was not playing well he led the league in interceptions sacks taken turnovers they needed to go to hertz and make a change and now we go to hertz they're still mediocre and then he pulls this stunt on Sunday Night Football and it's in front of everybody. And you're like, well, now we know who the problem is. It's your buddy. The thing about that, he led the league this year in turnovers and sacks, and he didn't play like the last four or five games. Yep. Which is just yeah, crazy number. He had, I think, 50, he sacked 50 times this year. He hangs on the ball too much, but or too long, I guess. Is yeah. 
correct answer. So you said you had a theory for me on Pittsburgh. I'm really curious. Oh, yeah. So obviously we've talked. They've obviously. Because that was the rebuttal. A, a, the rebuttal was, oh, Pittsburgh rested players. I understand they did, but they have not looked good the past four weeks until At the least. second half of the indie game. Right. So you're saying that one half that you look good in the last four games is good enough for you for the playoffs? I don't think so. It it definitely shouldn't have been. Right. I would think you would want to play those guys and get, even like the Bills. Obviously, they played guys for the first half. Yeah. Like, why not come out and say, all right, we're going to play the first half because we looked good in the second half of the indie game. Why not see if we found out what made us a good football team to start the year? Because you're right. Because those three, they lost three in a row and then did not look good in the first half of the indie game. They squeaked out. Yeah. So, it, to me, that you want to have momentum going to the playoffs. Yeah. Took me a minute to figure out what you what you were saying there. Uh, yeah, I, I can dig that. I could also see the argument. Yeah. <laughs> I can also see the argument that. We've talked about Big Ben's age and how he's deteriorating. Yeah. And they the either Steelers, by week, week four. The Steelers, which is, I thought that really got, have it. that got COVID well, affected. They basically well, right. did yeah. not have a bye week. Yeah. So. The, their longest break was week four-ish. So. <clears throat> yeah. Which is obviously a long time ago. Yeah. So, I guess you got to weigh what you're saying against getting somebody like Roethlisberger a week, basically a bye week before the playoffs. Yeah. And if. If you're going to rest your quarterback, you might as well rest other players. Right. And they, in my opinion. They didn't rest anybody. Well, a couple of defensive guys, I think. They rested like some Hayward, defensive Hayward players, did. yeah. Well, they said Hayward did, Casey Hayward didn't play because of the COVID issues with the Browns. They didn't because he would be obviously in the trenches. But I'm like, that's anybody. Like, So you're going to play the rest of your guys? Just Hayward's the one guy yeah, you're going to protect? I don't know. That's what people are saying. I don't know if that's true what came out. But, like, if they lose to the Browns this week, everybody's going to go back and be like, should you have rested your players last week? I just – Right, that, that's what it's going to come back to if, if the Browns end up winning this week. I've never been a big Steelers hater. I don't really care. Yeah, I don't – I like Tomlin, but – But I think that uh, – I think I've actually had my full of bullshit from Steelers fans this year and they're just delusional. I had a Steelers fan tell me the other day that I'm like, you guys really need to draft a quarterback. You should have drafted one last year. No, no. Big Ben's going to play another two years. <laughs> oh, stat guys. That boy's laughing. I'm like, what are you talking? I'm like, ben, Ben's not going to be around forever and be your savior. He probably sh- They probably should have drafted one two years ago. Yeah. I'm like, the guy is old. <clears throat> he can't move. I think he's got a bum knee right now because he got, he got Pop standing in the pocket too long. Yeah, he, can't, he can't throw. No, no strength on his throw. I think he's just beat up from yeah, whatever eighteen years in the NFL. Oh no, he's gonna be around for a couple more years. <laughs> wow, well, that, that statement might be true though. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're gonna be high quality yeah. years and they're gonna compete. But I mean, at some point you gotta face reality and say, hey, yeah, we might have to suck I mean, for we, a year or two to get it. Yeah. I think we talked about that a week or two ago, saying I it wouldn't. I think the Steelers need to address quarterback potentially draft one this year. I could see Roethlisberger starting next year with somebody, hopefully, a, a valid replacement in the wings. Learning, right. yeah, yeah. You instead but. of bringing someone in now, obviously a lot of teams have done this, and 
they struggle a year or two is drafting a quarterback and then he's starting right away. Yeah. Right? It very rarely does that team make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I've always been a big proponent of if you're gonna draft that quarterback, you play that quarterback. Right. And now I believe Juju's a free agent. Not that he's been but he's a decent I'll just call him their number two, potentially their number three because of Deontay Johnson and Claypool. Yeah. I mean, to have, I don't know, he probably had 60, 70 catches this year. That's still a good year for a right second or third. Is he? He's not a free agent, is he? He is a free agent. Wow. He's been in the league that long? He's probably coming off his rookie deal. Probably. Off his rookie deal, yeah. Probably four years, four or five <laughs> years. Yeah, I'd be curious to see where he goes then. Do you want to head back to the West Coast? And right, yeah. He went, to, he went to USC, so... Interesting. I didn't know he was a free agent. I think there's far less locational uh, allegiance when it comes to, like, went to USC. That right. To me, that doesn't mean shit when it comes to, to he's going to want yeah. to go to a California well, team to right. play football. Yeah, some I think some guys it does matter. Like Robert Woods, that's why he went to the Rams is because he played at USC, but yeah. at least that's what he said. I, I, think, I think it matters to... Five percent of right. players. Yeah, if I had to, guess. players maybe on the back end of their career want to be closer to home. Yeah, something like that. Which not to go down a different rabbit hole, but the rumor is JJ Watt to Green Bay. Right. He's done in. I think he's done in Houston. It's just I saw a video of him the other yeah, day him, walking off the field. Him and Watson. He apologized. To they Watson. were they were like apologizing to each other. Yeah. It was tough. I mean, what, you go back and look at the numbers. Watson had an outstanding year. I think he led the league in passing yards. Yeah. I obviously I know this isn't a popular opinion among Bills fans, but I think Watson's probably best second second best quarterback in the AFC. Behind who? Mahomes. I think he's very good. Oh, he's good. He just yeah. He, he does it all. Right. He never gives up and we saw that he could have mailed it in Jesus. four weeks ago. I mean if you if you trade Allen for Watson straight up going into the season, I think we could still go thirteen and three. Oh yeah, still yeah, the same spot. Yeah, you think think about what he had, how well he played this year, and he lost Hopkins. Yeah, he, and he had, and he dealt with a couple injuries in the middle of the season there. Right. Yeah. I hadn't heard the JJ Watt rumors. I hadn't, I, I don't know, hadn't thought about him at all. If no, right, and more so than right more so than locational. Desires when you're a free agent. If Does he I want was, to play with if, his brother? If I was JJ Watt, I'd want to go to like Pittsburgh and That's the other play on the same line as my brother. That's the rumor right now. Yeah. Uh, Steelers yeah, yeah, or Pittsburgh. Green Bay. And obviously they're both playoff contenders, so he could go yeah. back to the playoffs. Because he's probably only been in playoffs, I'm gonna guess, four times in his career. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure on that. Yeah. Stat boy would have looked that one up. Probably I would say probably three or four times, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah, I don't know how many times Texans have made the playoffs, but it can't be many, so Anyway, you guys want to review? It is 20, 2021. We're supposed to do some reflection here. So, you want to do a look back on our predictions? Yeah. Of who we had for divisional winners? And I look back. Mine, mine were okay. Not great. I don't yeah. think mine were good at all. Stat Boy, did you have, did you, were you with us when we did those picks or no? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, Probably not. He was. He was. Yeah, was, he? He was. I think we caught him off guard with them and he just kind of pulled his phone up and pulled them out of his ass. But. He did. Did he? <laughs> yeah. You pull he things out of your ass like so, rabbits? He looks so confused right now. Dude, I want uh, the mullet right now. He's Googling something, yeah. so I'm pretty lost. <laughs> still, yeah, for everybody watching, he still got the mullet. 
He's got flow. He's got curls. Yeah, he's got the guy curls now. Salad. Salad's the proper term. He's, that's true. <laughs> he's got salad. That's like, more of a hockey term. Yeah. He's got Don't the they salad. call it lettuce? Yeah, a little yeah. lettuce. Yeah. Sure. I uh, looks high as shit. <clears throat> what? <laughs> I would disagree with that tonight. Yeah, I would too. Um, I so we predicted the division winner, the eight division winners. I unfortunately only got three out of eight correct. The only one, so I got Buffalo, the Chiefs, which Chiefs were probably the easiest pick, and then Seattle. Um, the AFC South, I had written down toss up. Colts. Is that Titans? No. Are they in the same? Yeah. Titans are in the South. Same yeah. division. Yeah. And must be when we were making the pick, I crossed out Titans. Seattle in the West? Pick. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I only got three, Buffalo, KC, and Seattle. I went I went five of eight. I had Bills, Steelers, Chiefs, New Orleans, and – oh, that's it. So four. Sorry. I had four as well. I had Bills, Chiefs. Saints won the South, didn't they? Yep. And then I had Seattle. I also had the Cowboys for the East, which I honestly think if Dak would have stayed healthy, they probably would have won the division. Oh, yeah. I would agree with that, yeah. So, and Dak is going to make a lot of money next year. This is surprising. None of us picked Green Bay? No. No, we didn't. Which is crazy. Yeah. None of us picked Green Bay, and they're the number one seed in the NFC. I had the Vikings. I don't don't remember. I had the Vikings. So so did I. I I think people, I mean... People were down on Aaron Rodgers going into right. this year. I yeah, especially it, with them drafting a quarterback. I did yeah. see something that said the Green Bay might as well just draft a quarterback in the first round every year. If Rodgers is going to play yeah. like this. Draft another one and trade <laughs> Jordan Love. And, or, yeah, just keep going. Yeah. So before we move on to uh, other topics, we do have this little bet for people who don't know. We're going to be doing a picking each playoff game against the spread. Uh, so we will do this, and then obviously we'll review it next week after the games this weekend. And then, are we announcing our picks tonight? Yeah. Okay, we'll announce our picks tonight. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead if you're ready over there. By the way, these games are picked with the spread. Correct. Yeah, everything's with the spread. Um, let's go. We'll just go game by game here. So first game we have is Bills Colts. Bills are minus six and a half right now. I am taking the Bills. As am I. Yeah, Bills minus six and a half. I'm taking Bills minus six and a half. All right, all on the same page there. Our next game we have is Rams-Seahawks. Seahawks are minus three and a half, which is an interesting spread because it's just over a field goal. Yep. I'm taking the Seahawks minus three and a half. Seahawks minus three and a half as well. I had the Rams plus three and a half. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm taking Seahawks. I went back and forth on this because obviously a big factor is is Jared Goff playing. Yeah, I still have no idea. He's been throwing a football this week. That kid looked pretty good last week. Got him a win. He he did. He got him in the playoffs. But yeah, so I went back and forth on this, but I'm going to take Seahawks. Russell Wilson, I think his experience takes over. Yep. <clears throat> Our next game, Bucks football team. Bucks. <laughs> Football team. Uh, Bucks minus seven and a half. The amount of times those guys slipped up on Sunday Night Football (laughs) and said Redskins and then immediately apologized for it. They should have had an over-under on that. (laughs) There probably was. Prop bet of the week there. This is the only game I struggled to pick. Um, Washington, I think, has a good defense, especially that defensive front. Um, 
I, me personally, I just don't think they can score enough points to keep up with the Bucks. So I'm taking the Bucks minus seven and a half. Taking Washington plus seven and a half. I have the Bucks. I don't think Washington can score enough either. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Washington plus seven and a half. I don't know. Obviously, Brady's look real good. This is another one I went back and forth on. There's some good matchups this week, but yeah, this yeah. is another one I went back and forth on and didn't know what to do. Like I said, I think there will be times in the game when Washington gives Brady trouble, but I I just it's Washington's offense that concerns me. I'm just hoping for a backdoor cover. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Fourth game, Ravens Titans. Ravens minus three. I think this is kind of a coin flip. That's how I um, saw it too. I'm surprised the spread was three on this, to be honest. Yeah. Um I think Derek I think, yeah, I think it's up to three and three and a half even now. Is it? Is it? I'm taking the Titans plus three. <laughs> taking Titans plus three as well. Titans plus three. Ravens minus three. This guy. Well, Lamar's Lamar's playing well. <clears throat> so is Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won me some money. Two thousand yards. Oh yeah. What was I that bet worth? Plus three seventy. I put a unit on him three weeks ago. So coming in the last two weeks he needed like two fifteen and I was like or three fifteen. I was like, Oh, that's not bad. Then when he only had ninety two against Green Bay, I was like, Oh shit. This yeah. is in trouble. And he kept running. I was texting these guys. I'm like, dude, eight yards. Or I was like 70 yards. Then he had like a 55-yard run. I was like, oh, 14 yards. Let's go. That's when they pull him out of the game. <laughs> no, they were, dude, they were they all in. It. They had to win to win division. Uh, our fifth game of the super wild card weekend. Bears, Saints. Saints minus nine and a half. Um. I think this is blowout city. I'll take the I'll take <laughs> blowout the, city. I'll take the Saints minus nine. No, it's New Orleans. Yeah, I sense uh, Russ is the mayor of blowout city. I'm going to come be the secretary. I'm also going to go Saints minus nine and a half. <laughs> Taylor's trying to come up with a word. <laughs> no, I just he doesn't want to know the Lions aren't on here. I'm going to take the Bears because someone's got to win money here. I can't follow suit. So it's it's going to carry on next week and then the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll take Bears. <clears throat> I, I, you took the Bears. Bears. The right. Bears, watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, I'm well, con- now it's 2021, but come on. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm kind of with Taylor on this. I think the defense holds it close. It's possible, but I'm taking the Saints nine and a half. <laughs> I, I think I think this I think this I think the Bears are going to make this game a lot closer than people think. Obviously, the Saints looked real good last week. Yeah, Breeze looked a little better, but I normal size pads on jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like a six-year-old that's swimming in an adult T-shirt. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think the Bears might hold that close. I, I it would not surprise me to see the Bears. You know that like a three-point game. And final game of the weekend: Browns Steelers. Steelers minus six. I think the Browns win this game straight up. So I will shit take the Browns. Plus Stole six. my thunder because I was say Browns plus six, and I also think they win the game. Yeah. I had Steelers minus six. I'm taking the Browns. I know everybody's Stefanski is obviously not coaching because of COVID, but kind of offensive coordinator. As I as I heard f- directly from the mouth of Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, Alex Van Pelt is very talented, so he is the one calling plays this weekend. So I'll, I'll take the Browns. It just I don't seems, think they'll lose anything. It just seems sacrilege to ever pick a bet in favor of the Browns. <laughs> is it though? I mean, I think I would cheer. I'm not quite ready yet. Maybe I'll, next I'll, year. I'll cheer for the Browns. 
they're similar to the Bills. 18 like, years you know, in the playoffs. I, they, they struggle. But if the Bills and Browns ever play, obviously it's different. I, I want to see them do good, but God, I wouldn't ever bet in favor of them doing something for me. I'll throw my name on this, and then we can review it next week. See where we're at. Six for six. Sweet. So, so even... Everybody turn your homework in. Right here, guys. Right here. <laughs> Great to Before I hop later. off, so obviously announced the 15 finalists for the Hall of Fame. So I just want to get your guys' quick yes, no, whether you think this guy's a... Now, some guy, like I think Russ made a couple of these names you won't recognize. As I say, there's going to yeah, be a lot of these that I really don't probably names I don't quite have an yeah. opinion on. But I don't know if you want to get in on this stat boy or not. But So we'll just go quick yes or no, what do you think, Hall of Famer? Jared Allen. Yes. Uh are you actually grading this? This no. is just an opinion. I'm, I'm, ri- I'm writing mine down. Oh, okay. Uh, no, not enough longevity. I, I don't. I don't think he is either. He had a couple good years, but yeah. nothing. Rondé Barber. Yes. I'm saying no. Which this is one of the Barber brothers, right? Yeah, the defensive back. Defensive Played back. Played for Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Tony Baselli. No. Don't know. Yes, I'm going to say yes because he was a ja- I believe he was the Jaguars' first pick in the expansion draft. So mm. I think that'll play a factor in this. Really? Okay. All right. Well, Th- that's the Philly non-integrity answer. I thought- if they vote him in for that. <laughs> well, for he had a, he had a, a good year, but I think I think that'll play a, a piece of didn't, it. Didn't who drafted the one the car? Oh, it was the <clears throat> Texans drafted the car kid? Yeah. yeah. Expansion. Okay. Leroy Butler. I don't know who this is. I uh, had to look him up. He was a defensive back for Green Bay. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say you're gonna have. I'm gonna say no. There's gonna be a big part of this <laughs> list that I don't even know who they are. You'll get some. Alan Fanica. No. I'm gonna say yes, but no. He's just offensive lineman. Tory Holt. Yes. Uh, he was receiver for the Rams. Rams. Super yeah. Bowl ring, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. I mean that. I don't know. I don't know how much it plays a part in the Hall of Fame, but. I guess yes. I'm going to say no on him. Megatron. I think this is a very interesting. Did not play oh, long. Man. Had very good stats. We got a lion's hand over there. His ears just like. <laughs> All right. he, he just not. He I, I not just don't know you're right. It wouldn't be. I don't know if the lion. I don't know. It's, who, it's tough. Stat boy. Who yeah. played Who played more seasons, Megatron or Barry Sanders? That's a great question. Oh, okay. a I'm going to say yes because I think even though he didn't play too long, he was still, during that stretch, widely considered the best wide receiver. In the I'm going to say yes as well. So I, I think yes. I'm going to say no this year. I think he well, will I th- I th- I think he will get in, but... Okay. Right. right. Okay. Because he's first ballot, so I don't I don't think he gets in this year. Eventually, I think he gets in, but okay. I don't I don't think he'll get in this you year. You didn't go over all these rules and saying. Got to wait until your seven <laughs> picks in. <laughs> John Lynch. But, hold on. So, Barry Sanders played 10 years, and Megatron played nine years. Okay, and Barry Sanders is in the Hall of Fame, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So. He's got his number retired and everything, doesn't he? Yeah. <coughs> You're the Lions fan. That's that's a loose statement. So, be, <laughs> so because of that, and and this would be an interesting thing to look up. NFL Hall of Famers. What is the average length of their career? Yeah, you'd think receivers are a bit longer be, than that. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think, running backs I think ten ten years. In. Well, nowadays ten years is a lot for running back. Back then, I don't think it was. Still think Barry Sanders retired early, even though 10 years. Right. Yeah. Yes. Same with Megatron. But yeah. they both played Detroit. 
So, so John Lynch. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes for me. Peyton Manning. Yes. We all know the answer. Absolutely. Clay Matthews. No. No. No for me. Sam Mills, who's a linebacker for yeah, the Panthers. He was. Uh, no. Yeah, don't know him. I'm going to say no. First ballot for him, isn't it? Yes. Richard Seymour. I don't know if Super Bowl rings plays a part of this. I'm going to say no. No. I'm going to say no as well. Zach Thomas. Um, Slipped my mind who that is. Linebacker for the Dolphins. Yeah. He didn't play long, Zach. but he was oh, very no. good. No. no. I'm going to say yes. Reggie Wayne. Yes. Yes. Yes for me. And I, th- I assume it would be overwhelming on this one. Charles Woodson. Yes. Yes. Yes for me. So. Interesting. And that'll obviously be a... Do they have a limit of number they can... Admit? No, it's just okay. percentage you get. Yeah, it's per, the percentage, you get 75% or 70% you I'm gotta get sure. of the votes. I'm not sure. Speaking of... Uh, we'll move on from NFL now. We got our bets in. We got our Hall of Fame in. Our One team. last thing about the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kenny Easley and Terrell Davis are the rare Hall of Famers who played fewer than eight seasons in the NFL. Wow. So if that TD. gives a context. But TD. I find that hard to believe that there weren't People I guess in the I, early seasons that played four or five seasons that put up some numbers, and then fifty years down the line, like a Babe Ruth kind of thing. Where I guess I would have never guessed Terrell Davis played. How many less years than did Jim Brown play? I would have never guessed Terrell Davis played less than eight years. Yeah, he was a stud though while he was there. Right, and he was on good teams. <clears throat> yep. So maybe that plays a part of it. Yeah, checks. I'm curious how long Terrell Davis. Nine seasons, Jim Brown. Yep. Because there's another guy that always said left left the game early. Right. Do you want to, did you want to go over our MVP rookie of the year picks? Yeah, yeah let's do that. I forgot about that. I was, I was thinking you were doing that. Was that we're doing MVP rookie of the year? And coach. Do you if you guys want to do coach of the year? We well, do coach of the year. Sure. Those three. I, I debated offensive player of the year and Russ went deep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that. All right, what do you got first? MVP, I'm gonna go with Rogers. Um I, I said still, I said a couple weeks ago, so I gotta stick with it. I still think Rodgers will end up winning. I think uh, Josh Allen has made it very interesting the last two to three weeks. Um, Mahomes still an elite quarterback, one of the one of the best players in the league. But I would even argue that Derrick Henry has maybe vaulted himself up to third place in that voting. I would. I would agree. So if I had to pick the order, it'd be Rodgers. Allen and then Derek. Henry. Yeah, I don't know if they release that because that'd be interesting. If if I would, depending on how votes, I, I would assume you could find that somewhere. Probably. So I'm going to go. <clears throat> I think it's going to be Rogers. I really do. And I think they were talking about McAfee the other day. He's actually put up bigger numbers this year than he did in previous MVP seasons. He's won yeah, the MVP. This would be his third. So I do. I think it's going to be Rogers. I think, like you said, and I did four or five weeks ago, I said Josh Allen's not in that conversation yet. But if he comes out and plays his ass off for four or five weeks, it's going to get interesting, depending on what the other guys do. And Josh Allen, in my opinion, from week 12 on, was the best Josh Allen we've yeah. seen. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're a little biased being Bills fans, but Josh Allen, to me, has gone from good quarterback last year, very good quarterback first half of this season, to holy shit, this guy's – an elite superstar the last second half of this year. We were texting during the yeah. Miami game. This defense is so good. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted. And so I don't know if you guys saw so Joel, Jordan Palmer, who's his QB coach in the off season and Palmer coaches like Darnold. And I think Murray is with them, but he said, 
I don't even think we've seen the ceiling of what Allen can do. He said, I, I, he said, I think he is athletically, as a quarterback, as gifted as we've ever seen. And he said, I don't think we've seen the ceiling for what he can do, which Good. is scary to think yeah. about. I'll have to pull this up real it's quick as we're going through this because there's a stat that's uh, going around. So I have it because he's my first star of the week. So, the, all right. So, yeah, it's going to be Rodgers. Then I, I think it's Josh Allen. And I think the stat you're referring to, he's the first player in NFL history, at least 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, and five rushing TDs. Yeah. First player in NFL history to accomplish that. That's which, impressive. Which everyone's talking about Rodgers throwing more touchdown passes than their punter punted. So did Allen. Time. Allen didn't throw for as many, but total touchdowns. Allen had 41 total touchdowns, and Bohorka has punted 36 times this year, which is crazy. <laughs> You want? Are you sure about that? Because I thought I read that he thrown more touchdowns. No, because he he threw thirty five, right? Or thirty? Oh no, actually he probably did. Yeah, because he threw three. Because I think he was at thirty, so he probably did. Yeah, he probably threw one more touchdown than Bahorquez. Yep. Kick punts this year, which is impressive Crazy. as well. And Bahorquez might be an All Pro. That dude is when ridiculous. That comes out. Sometimes he it's so impressive he outkicks his coverage literally. Mm-hmm. Quick question off the top of this: Do you think Diggs is? An all pro this year. Yes. He led the league in receiving yards and catches, didn't he? Catches and, yeah, catches yeah. and receiving yards. How's he not? Yeah. The the one stat, because I, I was debating with him on offensive player of the year, the one stat that hurts him is he only had eight touchdowns. Right. But, I, I, I think he probably deserving of all pro, but I don't think he'll get it. I think Devontae Adams and uh, DeHondre. DeAndre Hopkins will get the two All Pro spots. I think there's two All Pro spots because I think that means I think that means a lot more this year. That's what they're saying. Even the Pro Bowl means a lot more to guys this year because there aren't thirty alternatives because yeah. of guys hurting and stuff because they're not playing it. Yeah. So the Pro Bowl means a lot more this year to guys than <clears throat> yeah previous years. And one side note: Aaron Rodgers obviously in Green Bay. They've got the number one seed locked up there. One thing that I think some people are going to overlook that they could be in trouble, David Bakhtiari is widely considered the best offensive tackle, potentially offensive lineman in the NFL, and he tore his ACL in practice last week. Yes. So that will be interesting how they fare without him under playoff pressure. I know there's other linemen out there on the line, but when you take somebody you consider the best at any position. And it's, I and believe it's him. on Rogers backside. Yeah. He's, which the, he's is, a left he's tackle. He's a left tackle. Yeah. So, which is even bigger. And I, we obviously we didn't talk about during the picks, but is Mike Evans playing this week? Uh, day to day, I think. <laughs> so, I mean, he could play, but that could so, be a huge factor in that. So to touch on Dick so real quick, I want to finish up with my MVP. Rogers, Allen. I agree with Russ. I think Derek Henry's vaulted over Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is an extremely talented player, but I still think that he doesn't have the numbers to support it. And then I would put Diggs in the top five there. But the eight touchdowns, that just dawned on me. I pulled it up because I did this last year when I was doing stats and stuff. We were talking about the draft and doing those things. So I actually shocked last year, last season, not this current season, number of players had double-digit touchdowns. You want to take a guess how many it was? Receivers or? Receivers. Probably like four. Two. Two? Oh. <laughs> it was... Russ got good eyes. Galladay and Cooper Cup. And after that, it was a few yeah, couple which guys. Which is crazy, right? Because Devontae Adams had 17 this year. 18. Yeah. I think he, he had 18. 18. Yeah. 
So that's 18. Just for some perspective, like when you're talking about that, I mean, last year, yeah. leading receiving touchdowns was 11. But, but that shows how much Allen on a team spre- that sucked. Allen, Allen spread the ball around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's He had 37 touchdown passes and Diggs had eight. Right. But when you're talking about awards like oh, right. all pro, oh, yeah. to me, that makes a difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Rookie of the year. Obviously, they do an offensive defensive, but I didn't care just about that. Overall rookie? They do, oh yeah. They usually do, but I didn't um, know many defensive rookies. No, I had a couple. I, I had a couple in mind. Even but. like defensive player of the year, I didn't have any written downs. I don't. Yeah. Um, to me, the rookie of the year race is between Herbert. Um, he had eight three hundred yard games, which is a rookie record, and I think he's in a battle with Justin Jefferson, who ironically was the pick traded for a uh, Herbert. Um, for no, Diggs. Diggs. Or for for Diggs. Diggs, yeah. Justin Jefferson quietly had 1,400 receiving yards, which was fourth in the league. It's a rookie all, record. All players. Yeah. And seven touchdowns. So, I, if I had to pick, I'm probably giving it to Herbert. But I think it's close race between those two. I think it's one of those two, and I'd probably go Jefferson. Just because I think it's impressive that he broke that record. And he was the trade for – he was the pick for Diggs. And Diggs left that team that we now know because he said it was going to be a run-heavy offense and he didn't want to be a part of that. It wasn't beneficial to his career, which I don't disagree with. It's definitely been a, a step up for him coming to Buffalo. Mm. So to break that record as a wide receiver rookie, I'd probably have to lean towards Jefferson just because the offense is run-heavy. That'd be yeah. my I'm, pick. I'm taking Jefferson as well because because he broke the record. For, I mean, 1,400 yards is – I I don't want Diggs ended up with 15-something. I'm not but, sure. Fifteen. Very rarely do you see a. Yeah, I guess I don't yeah, know. Very rarely do you see a trade that, work, especially with a draft pick, that works out for both teams. Yeah. As yeah. well as that did. Yeah. Obviously, vaulted the Bills as well as. Yeah. And obviously, we've downplayed Cousins a lot. The more I think about it, we we I think we said he's overpaid. He is. For, it, Minnesota had the fourth ranked offense this year. They didn't. Did they make the play? Did they make? Did they, make they, the they didn't make the playoffs. No, right. But to have the fourth ranked, their defense was terrible <clears throat> this year. But to have the fourth ranked offense, you've got to be doing something at quarterback. I mean, they did win and, a game with Delvin Cook, Cook like catching well, screen passes right. for two hundred eighty yards, or whatever. Right, but he gets those stats. Right, yeah. it's. I mean, yeah, I st- he's making thirty something, right? I don't know what it is. It's a lot. Yeah, when he's know. making more than Brady and Breeze, to me, he's overpaid. I'm not saying he's. Yeah, he obviously had a good year with their offense, but I, I think I still think he's overpaid. But at that time, his career was, and I don't know the numbers on Brady, but I'm guessing some of Brady's contracts during because Cousins is probably only in his what sixth or seventh year. I'm not really sure. I don't know eighth year maybe. I'm guessing Brady made close to thirty some million. Obviously, he was winning Super Bowls at that time, so that's yeah. a, a big that's, difference. That's a, but I, I think the the timing of of this and obviously Minnesota hasn't made the playoffs, which I ever that's what everyone looks at, right? Is yeah, he's making all the money, they're not making the playoffs, but their defense hasn't played well, which I think is their biggest issue right like now. A Texans issue, yeah, right? They got they've got Cook, they've got Jefferson, they got Thielen, so they've got the the offensive weapons. Their line is getting their, their offensive line was miserable two, three years ago. They're definitely getting better now. Obviously, you can see Cook running better, but yeah. I, th- I think that'll be interesting where they move forward because I think they're very close to – they. All, obviously, all, I don't know, finished a game or two out of the playoffs this year. 
So they were right there to the very end. So mm-hmm. Kirk has played nine seasons already. Nine. Well, he didn't even play nine seasons, probably, right? Uh, he He's has, been in league nine seasons. But. Yeah, six with Washington and three with Minnesota. Yeah, and I, he probably, with Washington, I'm sure he played every year, but I'm sure a couple of years he didn't play. Yeah, because he was there for six games. years, and it says he played in 62 games. Yeah, so that's yeah. really, what, four seasons? Yeah. Yeah, right around four. So. Yeah. Um, is that it for NFL? You want to do coach of the year? We can do coach of the year. This will be interesting how this goes, I think. I I think it's probably McDermott just continuing what he did last year. I know a lot of people are talking about uh, Riviera, Rivera, whatever, because of his, uh, you know, and props to him for battling cancer. And yeah, doing that, that's a feel good separate award story to me, not coach of the year. That's like yeah. picking Alex Smith as the MVP. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Alex Smith to me is clearly the comeback, comeback player, player of the year. That doesn't like make him the MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I think we sound homerish saying McDermott. Um, I forget his name, but whoever's coaching Cleveland—that's that, who I've uh, announced. Yeah. That's a good pick too. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I, he's he's done. He did well in Minnesota, and obviously he carried it over. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great pick too. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple guys out there who probably deserve it. But obviously, they've got the talent on offense. They should have been good the past couple of years. Yeah, and they just never put it together. Yeah. And Stefanski yeah. obviously found something with them. So yeah. You don't want to pick one of the multiple interim coaches from the Lions this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to some college football real quick. Uh, congrats to Devontae Smith, who Devonta Smith, whatever you want to say it, my, the Heisman. My second star of the week. Second star of the week. He's not more second star of the year, I'll call him. Um, <laughs> Rock solid year. Yeah, deserving. I don't think, especially after that game uh, against Notre Dame, I don't think anyone's surprised by him winning the Heisman. Right. That dude, in my opinion, needs to hit the squat rack and build those chicken legs up. Get <laughs> some broom handles coming out, doesn't it? Oh, oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> chicken legs. <coughs> Did he? Yeah, so I would say 12, he played 12 games this year. That includes last week. Last week's game against Notre Dame. 105 catches and over 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns. That's Which uh, is crazy. For, especially, right? The SEC is crazy. They played all SEC. I, they may have played one out of conference game, but they played a ten game SEC schedule. Yeah, so he yeah. probably he played all SEC games, SEC title, and then played Notre Dame. I thought it was deserving. And I think he had five or eight games over a hundred. Eight of the twelve were over a hundred yards receiving. I mean, I guess I wasn't entirely shocked that Lawrence. That was another bet I made. I won three weeks ago. For him to win the Heisman. Yeah, he was still like plus 400 at the time, I think. Oh, that's solid. I mean, I guess I'm not shocked about Lawrence. Lawrence is still going to go on. He already declared, I think, today. Yeah, he did. Yeah, And he's gone. Which I nice video. Did he? I didn't watch him. Probably won't. Did, speaking of video, did you guys see the Zoom call him yeah. doing press? Yeah, I did. Did you see this? I did not. If you want to know the dud of the week. Jesus. It was a, oh, oh <laughs> it was, I, now I know what you're talking about. It was yeah. a lady. It was a reporter on Zoom. They're interviewing him immediately after the game. Yeah, she it's forgot to mute there. her Zoom. It made a comment like he needs to shave that mustache. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor Trevor. He needs to shave that mustache. And Trevor just stopped and looked. And you hear another woman. Um, please mute your microphones if you're not uh, questioning him. That's funny. I've seen a few things on the internet this week of like people that have cut screen recordings of 
people like shit talking them because they forget to hit, hit the mute on their mic. Yeah, I don't Zoom call a lot, so it hasn't happened to me. But, but right. not that it was like bad, would, but I'm sure. that happened to NBC. I was watching NBC with everything going on, but they uh, <clears throat> the person in the studio was talking to someone at the Capitol and. She said something. She's like, "Oh, did you say something?" She, "Oh, sorry, I was talking to my producer." <laughs> like, yeah. like obviously the the production crew didn't even have bad, it no. muted or anything. So, what are uh, your guys' thoughts on the actual games? Um, the Alabama game kind of went as I expected. It was a little bit closer. Um, I had a couple units on them minus nineteen and a half, and it ended minus Dude. seventeen points. Spread. I totally forgot about this. I. I did not. I I had them. At, he got it in I, early. I, I got them in early. He at got it in really early. Twelve or something. Twelve or twelve and a half. And then I took them again. Or no, I got them in early at thirteen and a half. And him and I went to PA together. And then, and then I teased it at twelve and a half as well. You did. Tease yeah. Where it. did it start at? It was like seventeen. So or, I well, it started. Thir- I got a thirteen and a half initially when it first came out. Yeah, when it first came out. But then it, it, initially it was like a seventeen. I was gonna tease both games. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered because of the second game. Right. But I didn't even like the teasing it. I didn't like the odds. It wasn't really like profitable. Like teasing both games, it was still like it wouldn't have been plus money. Yeah, so, so, I, so I, I took Alabama. The plus I also took a teaser with both games. Obviously lost it because I just didn't like Clemson the plus seven and a half or whatever or minus seven and a half. And I took him at minus one. I wouldn't it was looking back. I probably would have just played an alternate spread. Yeah, I just played it that way instead of like. Getting a different spread. Yeah, over it. over two touchdowns a lot. And this has happened to Alabama a lot this year. They get backdoor covered. Like, they got backdoor covered like five or six times this year. It's still Nick Saban's Which, fault. Right. <laughs> Dude, like, what are you <laughs> doing? Guy, I don't remember if he was texting both of us. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? He's going nuts. I'm like, I don't know what the issue is because I forgot the spread was 19 because I didn't even have it at 19 First of all, I don't, I don't think – first of all, say, I don't think Saban was yelling at an official, but he got yeah, flagged for being on the field. But I'm thinking you're up, what, like, 21 points at that point or 22? Yes. Yeah. Dude, if you really got a problem with a kid, I've got 22 with three minutes left, like, wait till he comes to the sideline. Just pull him aside and be like, hey, man, saw this. Yeah. Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't bury the kid in the dirt when you're up 21 <laughs> in a bowl game. Yeah. Um, so, betting aside, I, I thought the, there's more talking points in the Clemson game. Um, Clemson got blown out by Ohio State or got beat handily by Ohio State, I should say. It was comical to me the number of people on social media that were claiming, "Oh, now Jacksonville should pick Fields over Lawrence." I hope they do. Number one overall, terrible again for another five years. So, I've enjoyed watching Trevor Lawrence. I haven't made that a secret. One number, couple things here. Okay, Trevor Lawrence is still thirty-four and two in his Clemson career, and I think you go back to high school. He's I saw today. He's like eighty-four and three in high school and college football. Um, Lawrence still had a good game. Yes, he, he did. He for over so, 400. So, Look up Lawrence's stats from the bowl game. If you can, so the please. keys from this game, Clemson's offensive line looked drunk. <laughs> I, th- they, they, I don't know if I texted you guys or my other group. I, I said they look like they've never played together before. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't us. But I, I, I agree, especially in that second half. I mean, they the pressure Ohio State was able to put on Lawrence. It was ridiculous. It, no quarterback in the world. Peyton Manning in his prime, I don't care. Would not have succeeded with that offensive line. And um, I don't know if you want to go down this hole, but you got the, uh, I forget his name, Palm, Porter Palmer or something, of Clemson's safety who was not in the first half oh. because of his targeting Skalski. the previous. No, no, no. no. The, nope. the Turner. Nor, uh, Noah Turner, I think is his name. 
Noah Turner, I think. The safety, not the linebacker the, that got they kicked start, out. Starting safety who had a targeting call the prior game, who therefore couldn't play the oh, first the half. Prior game. Okay. So that helped Fields downfield in the first half. And then, yes, Skalski or whatever it is, got bullshit ejected call. for a bullshit call in my opinion. So you take him out of the game, and this game was more about Ohio State eating up Clemson's defense than it had anything to do with with Trevor Lawrence. I, I I've never and I heard I don't remember who I was listening to this week, but I've never seen obviously being a Florida State fan and watching the ACC, I've never seen a Clemson defense look that bad. It was yeah. bad. Yeah, they looked bad. And someone someone mentioned Brett Venables, who's a defense coordinator. They said that was not a Brett Venables defense. They said, I don't know what happened, yeah. but that was not the defense that you're used to seeing. What did Lawrence have? Uh, 400 yards, 33 for 48, two touchdowns, one interception, and sacked twice. But yeah. more impressive. But he went through one interception with that. And hurried. He was probably hurried yeah, 10 times. Hurried and hit how many times. So I, to me, when I don't watch a ton of college football, so somewhat a casual viewer watching that game, I would think, I would think this was Clemson's second string offensive line. And their defense was one of the worst in the country. Yep. And to question whether Trevor Lawrence should still be the first overall pick because of those two factors is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing we'll get into it later episodes coming up. The whole down draft the road is the yeah. draft because of is Urban Meyer apparently does he become the quarter or the we'll dig coach of Jacksonville? But we'll dive down that hole. Nolan Turner was a safety. Nolan Turner. Okay. Okay. So yeah, to go like I said, thirty-four and two at Clemson, and your two, only two losses are the championship game, national championship last year, and then the championship playoff game this year. It's right. Come on. So, and even getting into what do you guys think about the game Monday night? Obviously, coming up national championship. Who I think is going to win? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, that. Um. Based on what I saw, I still. I still have a tough time picking against Alabama. If I have to pick, I'm going to pick Alabama. You know, it's a straight up who's going to win the game. Right. Um, Ohio State impressed me more than I thought they would. So yeah. I think a game will be closer than I probably would have initially expected. But I, I would, my gut would still say Alabama's going to win. I'm going to say Ohio State just because I have watched Alabama secondary <clears throat> this year. That, that That is the downfall of them. Well, not even their entire – because obviously Patrick Sertan might be a top-five yeah. pick, but they don't even throw it to him. So but, if it's – I think their secondary is going to struggle if that defensive line plays like it did against Clemson. That, right, that's that's going to be the key. Can Ohio State's defensive line play as well as they did against Clemson? But even at that point, I know Travis Etienne's supposedly good, but he broke a lot of records, but he also played four years at Clemson, which yeah. most – Good running backs because they're saying he was better than Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook only played three years, and right. he only had like six hundred more yards. So, and he also had like one hundred and eighty more carries, right? Which is crazy to think about. But that Clemson ETN is not Najee Harris. Harris is unbelievable yeah. Yeah. running the ball, which is I I think how they can offset them. And Alabama's got and supposedly Waddle might be back. Who, did see that. Who probably could have been. Devontae Smith does not win the Heisman if Waddle Right, because he doesn't year. get the targets and right. catches. Waddle, Waddle might be their best receiver, and he got hurt yeah. week two or three. Yeah. Yeah. They're both, they're going to have two number or first round wide receiver picks again, 
because they had Ruggs and Judy this year. Yep. Those four were on the same team last year, if you think about that. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy to think about. What do you guys think Dude. about the uh, – no, go ahead. Who do you think the – not that we were going to get into a draft discussion, but does Jamar Chase go above them in the draft? I think Chase is better, but size because of size in the NFL. But he's, I, he's big. Yeah, Chase he's he's, a, he's bigger than okay. Smith. Bigger than chicken I, legs. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I don't know. Chase Chase might have chicken legs. Too. I, I guess I haven't looked at – I haven't checked out Chase's legs. But I, I think Chase will go higher because of size-wise. Because okay. – Devontae Smith reminds me he's a little bit bigger than Beasley, but I don't think Smith – right, if you're going to play the slot in the NFL, you got to be ready to take a hit. In the middle, yeah. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if he's ready for that. <clears throat> yep. I like Bama too, but – so obviously there's been a lot of talk about potentially moving the game because of COVID issues with Ohio State, and college football committee came out and said, we're not moving it's not it. not moving it. There's too much money you, involved there. So you and I have talked about this off air, about not about college football, but – Another college sport, college basketball. Do you think Ohio State was trying to move because Fields is not healthy enough right now, and they know, like, with another three days of rest, he would be a lot healthier? So I was going to ask that question when you asked who we thought would win is what, what exactly is his status? So yeah, he said it was a rib injury, is what he said. Right, hundred percent believe that. Yeah, when when I was watching that live, I assumed he had a couple of broken. Ribs. That was a clean hit to me. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know where he, he's supposed to he, tackle him. He backed into him. He's turned, he's spinning, and he backed into him. I don't know. Yes, and he, he was wrapping him up, like, at the legs. Yeah. He stood his ground. And to me, so the, they called it, so when I think targeting, to me that means, and maybe I'm getting this definition wrong, to me targeting is I'm going to tackle you and I target your head. It, so that's what. It, or you're not, it's like a blindside shot. In, right. in college, in college though, the rule says if you lead with the crown in your helmet, which right. he clearly did. And yeah. I did see a, a a replay of a guy in the NFL who made that same tackle, and obviously is never going to play again in the NFL. Is Ryan Shazier made that same exact hit? So I think it's more so right. What, they want to protect the receivers and quarterbacks, yeah. and running backs, but same time they're trying to protect the yeah. defensive players. But to your so, point, if he doesn't spin, he's so not leaving the crown. Like correct, you can't tackle like Frankenstein. If, if he doesn't spin, he hits him with a shoulder pad. Right, like what are you supposed that's, to do? I guess that's when I was watching that. I'm, that was my thought: was what is Skalski supposed to do there right you know drop kick him in the fucking head <laughs> like yes <laughs> like i mean the but seriously, if, you, if you do that what do you get 15 yards and you stay in the game <laughs> right it's and not targeting they kept showing the his hit from last year because he got kicked out in the national championship last year or yeah. the semifinal whatever yeah. but cl- last year clearly was a target he hit him in the head last year right the LSU yes game. yes so that was an entirely different hit yeah like you can't compare the two but i was gonna ask you guys about no, real quick about the whole like Dabble Sweeney. They were, they've been roasting about his comments about he ranked Ohio State 11th. I don't think anybody argued that Ohio State was talented. I don't think he did either. I think the argument there was they've played six games. Uh, yeah. And I still agree with that thought. Yeah. That, right. I, I don't know that they played enough to be eligible, in if, my opinion. If Ohio State played 10 games, do you think they play that well against Clemson? <clears throat> That's, I don't. That's the other question, yeah. too. Right? They've, that was our seventh game of the year. Yeah. How fresh are they compared to yeah. a team that's already played 11 yeah. games? Yeah. yeah. You see Saban's daughter tweeted about them trying to push the game. Oh, no. She was like, listen, if you want extra days because, you know, you don't avoid an ass whipping because your quarterback's on 100%. I, I think that might be what it is. They're, you well, know, we've talked about this even off off air. like yeah, College basketball. College basketball. These guys, I think they're I – don't, I don't buy – especially we got smaller teams. You don't have a football team. Right. I don't buy into 
And, well, we had a COVID test. No, you didn't. So you're avoiding an ass weapon right now. My coworker and I were talking today. He's a big college football fan. But if I, it, it bothers me because they clearly, you know, you're playing in the national semifinal, right? You had no players ineligible because of COVID issues or whatever, whatever you want to call it. So them. what have you done since then? You right? you won that game. You knew you're playing national championship ten days later. What were you doing? This says, oh, I'm better go out and like party. Yeah. Like you could wait ten days and wait till yes the following Tuesday. Yeah. Like you know you are playing. Like it does it baffles me. Like what. What these teams are doing. You had nobody ineligible for the semifinal game, right. and then all of a sudden you're going to play a national title, and now you have COVID issues? Yeah, I don't buy into the uh, all of college sports right now. Of, I don't think it's possible you have that many COVID issues if you're, quote-unquote, being careful. Right. It's every day. There's no way it's possible, in my opinion. There's no way. Especially with basketball. You have, what, 12 to 14 guys? What the fuck are you guys doing that you have COVID issues? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, and that, and shouldn't be anybody up, on right? campus they're, if they're you're just not being they're not being careful about it, or you just don't want to play that team because yeah. it'll look bad. and You want to get to that tournament, right? But that's just my personal opinion. I'm going to stick by that. Damn it! All right, let's move on. Uh, I want you to get into hockey, but before I do, uh, a little homework for you guys next week. I turned on the golf channel this week. I didn't catch all of it, but I caught some of it. Supposedly, there is a new pace of play policy on tour. Yeah. And they're not going to target groups. They're going to actually target players. Finally. That's how it should be. And they're going to use shot link to track the stats. Love it. Perfect. It's also random golf. See John Rom switch to Callaway. He did. It's kind of odd how much. That's why I'm not picking on DFS this week. He claims he got his new setup and then shot a court rest, course record 59 somewhere. Yeah, but Silverleaf. It, it, yeah, but it didn't say he only played 16 holes. Uh, yeah, executive. <laughs> he already had the course record there. It was like 62. That's exactly why I'm not picking DFS this week. You ever seen that course? Because no, of his equipment? Because he's switching equipment. That's oh. not – I think it's pretty hard. Ask for anybody. He used to work there. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to work there back when, like, oh, he could tell you who was uh, Jonathan Kay or whatever. He was a member there. Tim Clark, you remember Tim Clark, yeah. the long putter? Tim Clark. Yellow ball now. Yep. He used to, he was a member there. They Wait, didn't call him members. Like, Rom doesn't pay dues there. They call him ambassadors. <laughs> They're just, like, given rights to play there. There's a lot I of mean, courses like that in Arizona. As a PGA yeah. pro, you should be able to. Yeah. Did we talk about last week, Ogilvy went in the U.S. Open, and he didn't win the club championship at his course in Arizona? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I didn't know. We didn't talk about that? No, we didn't. You did, did you know that? I've never heard that. Though. So if you, I was listening to Colt Nost and uh, Derek Anderson was on the uh, Subpar podcast, and they were talking about how there's I don't I think it might be Whisper Rock. There's one of those courses out there. It's like these dudes are legit. Like I've heard Gary McCord talk about it. Like there was like there's Whisper Rock and there's another one. You have to look them up. But they said the one course is like the good old boys club. Like you go there and all the dudes are just rich and they got tour players walking around. And they're pumped about it. And there's other places, like, you can go hit balls on the range. Like, tour players, no one's going to talk to you. So those dudes are there, and they're going to try to win. That year, the Ogilvy won the U.S. Open. He didn't even win his club championship. because he, And he played in it. Like, it's like Streelman and all these guys playing this big club out there. I remember Golf Digest yeah. talking about that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. He didn't win the club championship, but he won huh. the U.S. Open. Yeah. No Pinehurst um, for him this year. Another random that's quick right. fact. 
Another random quick fact. LeBron James had two air balls last night against Memphis. <laughs> it's like three this year. Because he had one at the foul line a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. I'm more impressed that you were watching it. Yeah. I turned it on late in the game. He chucked up an air ball from three, and the announcer mentioned it was a second. I was trying game. my damnest to find the fucking <laughs> the World Junior game. The fucking yeah, illegal streaming. I yeah. I didn't even attempt because I know I don't get the NHL network. Speaking of legal streaming, one. Dana White's going to crack down on that this I, year. I saw a headline on that. What, what's How's he going to do that? What, I don't know. What's he going to do? That was beating up, I don't know. There's nothing he can do well, Speaking of UFC real quick, they added Dan Hooker and that Michael, what's his last name? The new guy? Yeah. Oh, I don't recall. They added that to the, he's, they are the, to I think the, the co-main of Poirier McGregor. What's that? We got two weeks till that? Yeah, it's coming two up. Two weeks from yeah. Saturday, right? The yep. 23rd or whatever that's Go time in. I'm pumped for that one. Yeah. All right, buddy. Give us give us the hockey news. Can I throw in my we only? A lot, a lot of hockey You're news. You're right. Can we start with mine since I'm not a hockey guy and I do have something I want to like mention and be like, holy shit, this is kind of cool. I get where they're doing it. I assume yeah. I sold the name. Oh. Sold, it, oh. sold the naming rights to the divisions. Yeah, I have that written down. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. But it's weird. Don't. I mean, I get why they did it. I mean, well, they said they said they're if they didn't do it, there's like eight or nine teams that could have went under. That's why I because think they did it. Yeah. Revenue not getting not getting revenue. They said that's why they did it. Do you know what they did? How, man. So it's going to be like they, the, well, they just they have the four divisions: Eastern Conference, sponsored by Geico, and yeah, then the it was Southern like, by whoa, Northwest yeah, Mutual. Don't don't give them sponsorships. They don't fucking yeah, pay for it. Right. Jesus, let's get Kyle, it right. Kyle's got them written. Banks down. and insurance companies. I'm yeah. sure. Scotia uh, NHL North, Honda okay. NHL West, Discover Central, and a Mass Mutual East. <laughs> Look at that. But you named the wrong one. Yeah, you can't give them props. That's in the right industry. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Um, Yeah, so they're doing that. I I get it. I don't know. I find it a little cheesy. Someone said when there's a trade between Scotia and Mass Mutual Divisions, it's just an (laughs) e-transfer. For the first time ever, the NHL is also having sponsor logos on helmets. I did see that. Um, So... uh, I mean, we've seen it in the NBA last couple of years. They've had one logo on their jersey. Yeah. I'm I'm a little nitpicky with. Does it remind you of Russia? Yeah, so that's what it, that's that, the first that's thing what I think I, of. That's what I don't want it to get to. So is it like NASCAR over there? O- over in the Russian and Swedish leagues, Russia's yeah. like NASCAR. I love uh, it over there. Look up, just look up like a, a random Yamir Yager Russia helmet. Put put Yager <laughs> KHL. And yeah. It, it, they look like NASCAR cars. Yeah, it's horrible. Cargo fast. <laughs> oh, I, I just hope that the NHL never gets to that because the, they look stupid. Does that mean you won't buy um, a jersey? Yager's J A G R. It's Yormir Yager, yeah. Yeah. All right. And put KHL, which is the Continental Hockey League. And then click images. Oh, is that how Google works? <laughs> and then you can swipe your finger; it'll scroll on the screen. And then if you touch one, it opens. It makes it bigger. <laughs> I think I broke it. Um, as he's doing that for his own entertainment. So finally, the NHL is starting up next week. So a week from tonight. Yep, yeah, Wednesday. Next, next Wednesday. So I, we've already mentioned a few of these details, but they're doing uh, fifty-six games, which is shortened from their typical eighty-two. So it is a shorter season. The the thing that's very different this year, they've got the four divisions that you've already named. Um, you only play teams within your division. So traditionally, you what do you got there? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because, let me see the picture you got. Maybe it's because they're in like Russian letters when they put. You're talking well, about the big 
Yeah. I'm talking like about the whole, the whole jersey. Yeah. yeah, the whole jersey the and jersey everything. Too. Their pant legs. Yeah, it's all it's all in Russian, it's so obviously in Russian, you can't so read. It doesn't even look yeah. like an ad to me. Yeah. That's, okay. But um, yeah, those are all ads. It's like someone fell asleep on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> so traditionally in the NHL, you play teams in your own division. I don't know. I think it's like six times you play the the other division in your conference, like three or four, yeah. and then you play the Western com the the opposite conference twice. So you play every team in the National Hockey League during a normal season. So this year. You only play the teams within your division, which puts a lot more emphasis on every game because yes. every game has playoff implications, therefore. Traditionally, you know, we, we're Sabres fans, you and I. Uh, you know, if you lose a game to the Los Angeles Kings, the Kings didn't gain ground on you in the Eastern Conference. Can you say how pumped I am for no, like, 10.30 start times this year? Yeah, that's, that is one good point. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Um, now the the north the north the Canadian region will still have that issue because that's gonna got, be a travel nightmare for some of those. Oh teams. yeah, because they got they're going from Vancouver so, to Montreal. Yeah. So one of the divisions is all Canadian uh, because of the issues going over the border right now. Thought so. they fixed that because I texted you the other day and no, they fixed allowing Canadian teams in their arenas. Okay, uh, up so until you... a couple weeks ago, so Canada's got like tighter restrictions right now, and they had. Restrictions on number of people gathering in events or whatever. And the number was small enough that, like, a, a hockey team couldn't go practice. So they lifted the restrictions Jesus. allowing a team that now allow these teams to get in their facility and practice. <laughs> Which the NHL, I think the 30th or 31st of December was the first time they could, like, practice together. Yeah, I was, think it was the day. Yep. Yep. Busy that day, New Year's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. So the playoffs this year, there's going to be 16 teams total, four teams from each division. And then the first two rounds of the playoffs are also only in your division. So the Mass Mutual, Mass Mutual Eastern Division, where the Sabres play, mm. that division will have four teams in the playoffs. Uh, first round will be team ranked one against four and then two against three. And then the next round will be the two remaining teams. At that point, each division basically has a champion. And up until that point, you've only played teams in your division. So each division will produce a champion. I don't know how they're going to seed those four champions, but... I don't think they fucking know either yet. Yeah. What do they do about travel? Can you, if they're in Canada. And well, can that, the US that, well go up, that, up until this point, they, there, there is no inner... I'm guessing no I'm, they're hoping by, like, June, they'll have they, don't have, they yeah. won't have to worry about it as much. Okay. And, and, and teams have traveled... The and, World Juniors was just in Canada. Yeah. So they've figured it out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and there would only be one matchup that involves Canada after that because there would only be one team in Canada. So each division will produce one champion after the first two rounds of the playoffs. That leaves four teams. They'll then meet up somewhere. Uh, they should just play a, a round a robin at semi, that point. Yeah. Civic Center over in Corning, New York. Yeah. <laughs> They'll have a semifinal and then a cup. They so, should just so do a round robin and then do a one versus four, two versus three. <laughs> yeah. So the only, the only chance of playing a team not in your division is in basically the semifinals and the cup finals. And this will be the first year since I don't know when where the, East the, cup, the cup finals could be two traditional East Eastern Conference right. teams. Right, you could have... 
Yeah, technically, it's not going to happen, but you could have Toronto versus Buffalo in the Cup Finals. Right, correct. Because which that would crazy. be fantastic. Because they're technically in different divisions. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. You think, well, no, that couldn't happen. They're both in Canada. I was thinking Calgary and Edmonton, the Battle of Alberta, oh, yeah. which is probably the fiercest rivalry in hockey. Love, it's love like a bloodbath. They get to play each other 10 times, but yeah, that would have been <laughs> amazing seeing them in like a Cup Final. Uh, so those are the basics of the year. There's a few players I want to touch on in a minute, but one cool event they've announced is going to happen out in uh, the Lake Tahoe area the end of February. Traditionally, the NHL does the outdoor game on New Year's Day. Which I do watch, by the way, usually. Yeah, so they couldn't do that this year. I assume that's getting – Minneapolis is supposed to have it this year. I assume they'll just move that to next year for them. I don't know how how far in advance they have those set. I haven't looked. Yeah, I think they have – Two years or something. Yeah, I, I would assume they just move them back, delay them by a year. So they're going to Lake Tahoe. They're going to the Edgewood Tahoe Golf Course. That golf course is in State Line, Nevada, and it's the home of the American Century Championship Golf Tournament, which is the celebrity golf tournament we all mm-hmm. see on the Reno TV. Reno Tahoe with, Open, right? Is that what they call it? No, no, no. This Ameri- is the American Century, American Century, Century. Champion. This is the celebrity one. <clears throat> The one where we always see, like, Bill Murray show up. Oh, gotcha. I know what you're talking there's about. There's that yeah, par yeah. three with the lake on the they right. They play by a different format. A.J. Hawk. Yeah, just play Stableford. Stableford. Yeah. You'll see guys, you know, football players. Barkley's killing guys with his drives. It makes Tony yeah. Romo think he should go play professional golf. Yeah. 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 That tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, on, I got a story for you. So, that golf course, somewhere around the 16th, 17th, and 18th hole, they're building a small hockey arena, I guess. They're basically building the ice. There's probably not going to be a whole lot else to it. So they're actually going to be playing two NHL games on that golf course. Um, February 20th is going to be Colorado against Las Vegas. And then the next day, February 21st, is going to be Philadelphia against the Bruins. So wait, are these games taking place on the like pond that that they're building? They're, they're building a rink. They're building a they're rink. building a rink. Okay. Yep. Because they get snow out there. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So, yeah, no, they're building a rink. Somewhere around the 16th, 17th, 18th hole. I, I hope it's, like, close and you can, like, they're playing and you can have people, like, out on their boats watching from there. Yeah. So I was confused because it said they were not. I read two different articles that said the same thing. We're not allowing fans, but we're going to allow up to 400 people. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So out there with these <laughs> events, yeah, right now they're allowing 400 people, but that includes. So that's their number for gathering. So that includes oh, okay. the teams, the officials, the doctors. And probably family. Replay. Re- yeah. So I could have yeah. had my Christmas party this year out there. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably got to throw, you know, 75 to 100 people just for the two teams. Right. And if you have, I don't know if they would do this. Like the first game, the Avs and Vegas, I don't know if you would have the Flyers and Bruins there to, I don't know, you could just go watch the game kind of thing. Oh, true. I don't think they're allowing fans in there. Yeah, it said no fans, but 400 people, so I was was confused. So the reason – this is cool because because they can't have fans, it's cool that they're kind of setting it up in a weird location on a golf course. It gives them the opportunity to do that because they don't have to worry about sitting 20,000, 30,000 fans. They said they're they're focusing more as a a broadcast thing, a broadcast entertainment thing. They should do it on, like, Farmer John's Pond in Saskatoon. So they had had two other places they looked at. Captain Michigan over there. Saskatoon. Saskatoon's (laughs) Canada, but Saskatchewan. Yep. Uh, It's all the same. We might as well change that border over there. Uh, I don't know. Park Park City in Utah was another place. 
and then um, Lake Lucid up in Alberta, which, so I don't know if you've seen the pictures at my parents' house. It's up in like the Banff area in Canada and Canadian Rockies. That water is as blue as you've ever seen. My And my parents went there on vacation probably five, six years ago. I don't maybe longer than that. And they have pictures from it and they have them framed on their wall, but it's incredible. Like, it's like, that's not real. No. It doesn't look real. That's the aesthetic I'd like to see. Like a, tr- it's almost like a traditional, the way hockey was brought up. To right. See them go back. Well, I, th- I think the cool. issue with that is you would have had to have four Canadian teams and trying to build everything there would be kind and of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Can't well, really, not re- but can't it, really yeah. zamboni it between. Yeah. At least this way you get two different divisions playing. Yeah. Whereas if it was in Canada, you wouldn't have had the American teams yeah. been able to travel. Yeah. Um, a couple quick player notes. So Jonathan Taves. He's the captain of the Blackhawks. He's been their heart and soul for over a decade now, three Stanley Cups. He is not reported to camp. He has some sort of a an undiagnosed illness that doesn't sound good. Um, something he said he's like all of a sudden got like zero energy. He can yeah. barely. They can't figure it out. It, it's, you know, in these COVID times, you, you immediately think of that. It's It sounds like it's not that. You hope it's not like some form of cancer or something. But he is – Therefore, not reporting to camp, and as of right now, is not a Chicago Blackhawk, so hopefully he gets better. Henrik Lundqvist, we talked about his whole situation, getting bought up by the Rangers, ended up signing with Washington. He has been diagnosed with some sort of a heart condition and has to have a major open-heart surgery. He had the surgery, didn't he? I don't know if he had it or he's having it soon, but either way, he... He finally left the New York Rangers and went to Washington, and now he's out for the year. So I don't know if that's going to end his career or not. It was open heart surgery, I yeah. believe, is what I read. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So. And Zdeno Chara, who is probably, when he went from Ottawa to Boston, whatever it's been, 12 years ago, it was 2006, so 14 years ago, arguably the best free agent signing in NHL history. Yeah. Um, so he's had – he's played over – I think he's up to 1,500 games in the NHL now. 1,000 is a good benchmark. He's played over 1,000 just with Boston. Um, Stanley Cup, for a stretch, he was the be- the most dominant shutdown defenseman in the NHL, maybe the NHL's ever seen. Um, right, he's like seven foot on skates. Yeah. Um captain of the Bruins for a long time. So he apparently had a little riff with the Bruins. They asked the rumors they asked him they told him if he came back to the Bruins his role was going to be reduced. And they don't think I don't the rumor is that the, well, that wasn't minutes per game. It was hey, we're going to scratch you for like half the season. You're only going to play every other night or something. Which to me that's a tough look to tell your captain that we're going to healthy scratch you probably half the season. Yeah, that's no. And he wasn't comfortable with that. So he decided to leave Boston, signed with Washington. So for like $800,000. Yeah, it was, it can't be much over the, and he was probably, he's probably making what six or seven a year, six or seven million. He was making, uh, not recently. No, but well, in his prime, probably like five, six years ago. That's what he, yes, he was probably yeah. making around that. When, when he went from Ottawa to Boston in 06, yeah, it was seven, seven $7.5 million, yeah. which back then was massive was numbers. Wow. I'd so, take it, I guess. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's moved on to Washington. It's, it's one of those, if you're not like a big-time hockey fan, it's one of those that's going to be 
odd seeing this guy in a different uniform, that kind of situation. And he's he's still very good, like shut down penalty he's kill. One of the best penalty defenseman. killers still in the NHL. Yeah. The to round this into form, so the Bruins have now lost Nano Chara and Tori Krug. They're two their top two left handed defensemen. They've got Charlie McAvoy, who's a certified ace back there, and Brandon Carlo, who's a certified s- ace, serviceable defenseman. Yeah. But you've got the Bruins who let Krug and Chara walk in free agency. And the Bruins now have one of the weakest defenses, probably in the Eastern Conference. Right. It's for, good for the Bill or the for, Sabres, right? Yeah. 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 Sab- Sab- Sabres defenses could be spec questionable too. Sabres. Sabres going to be interesting to watch this year. They could be very good or just look. I think miserable again. I think their top six on offense oh, could compete is going to be potentially the best in the NHL, even. And then their defense is rather weak. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the. The official measurements came out. So Eichel is, I believe, 11 or 12 pounds heavier than last year. Ooh, I did not see. And Rasmus Dahlin was like 13 or 14 pounds heavier. They say Dahlin looks. Eichel, Eichel's got Eichel's got better lettuce than you. Yeah, whoa, years. whoa. That's not Come right. on. He, he didn't. He didn't, but I don't know what happened That's... during COVID, but oh. he he let it go. That's a, that's a fucking great <laughs> mullet over there. Eichel's, Eichel pretty much has had a mullet. We can touch it up, too. till this year. Next week. Next week, we'll... Lines in the eyebrows. Lines. That sounds Not like... The a... eyebrows, but maybe in the side here. Yes. Oh, yeah. I like yes. that. Yes. Old vanilla ice. Like <laughs> so, yeah, by the time we record next week, we will have a couple games in the books on Wednesday. And we'll give you some predictions next week yeah, as so well. We'll, do... we'll probably be watching games as we're yeah. recording oh, next we 100% week. 100% I think games start at 5... There's a triple header next Wednesday. Yes. I think it's like 5 o'clock is first game. Uh, Something like that. So yeah, I'll be here. So yeah, next week right. we'll. <laughs> I know you're not huge hockey fans, but I don't, we'll dive into how much we want to predict. We'll have some predictions next week for the NHL. My favorite sport, so I'm looking forward to it. Crazy how fast it's back again. Yeah, it's You'll, been forever since the Sabres for played mo- <laughs> for most teams. There's the seven teams that w- weren't in the bubble, oh, Buffalo being time. one of them, that have not played since like late February or something. Yeah. So that like February, March, those, those like teams. It. So camps are open now. Those teams actually got to open camp like six days earlier than the teams that were in the bubble. So it, it'll be interesting to see these teams that haven't played in almost a calendar year. And speaking of hockey, well, I guess I'm guessing we'll get into it because I'm guessing you and I are similar on stars. Um, maybe. Oh, from last I, night. I don't have where you're going. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get in. I guess we'll get into it. Are we getting stars. into stars? Anybody got anything else? Um, another random fact: the Portland Trailblazers. First time I've oh. ever seen. Oh. Them. I, oh, well, not on that. I got another NBA note. I've, I've come up with a few random facts over the over the holidays here. I don't know. There can't be many instances of this. I noticed watching Portland. So Damian Lillard wears number zero, and Carmelo Anthony wears number double zero. There can't be too many pro sports teams that have had a player wearing zero and double zero. Isn't it the same number? I'm a math guy. I think it's the same number. I would, I would accept that argument. So I'll give you a jersey fact: they don't follow in the NBA. Most NBA, most basketball jerseys, each number. It could be if it was 15. Oh, the highest number on one side could be couldn't be any higher than five. So call them fouls. Oh, fouls. They go to the. Oh, okay. You did you didn't know that? Did you? No, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. What, which is and funny how, because even like NBA is totally different from college because if a guy wears like. Seven. He's just like, 
Whereas in college, yeah. that would be like 52 or 25. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> in the original days of hockey in general, I guess. There, must, there must be a screw right here. My cap is catching. Because <laughs> goalies now, well, 10 years ago, traditional, all goalies were a number in the 30s pretty much. So in the original days, hockey teams had 30 players. Your starting goalie wore number one, and your backup goalie wore number 30. Uh-huh. So that's why one and the 30s have always been like goalie numbers. So, so obviously NFL's got similar, sim, similar rules. Because I believe, like, if depending on what position you play, you can only wear a certain number. Yes. Yeah. It's been a little yeah. more lenient in the years because receivers could never wear, like, single digits and yeah. teens, but teens. now they can. Yep. But, yeah, so I didn't know that about hockey. That's pretty yep. Football should go to Roman numeral numbers, just like they do for the Super Bowl. Just <laughs> yeah, give but then, to then, it. You, then you would know a number there. <laughs> Offside, number VI. <laughs> yeah, like 37. <laughs> Carry guys, the one. Guys, <laughs> got a book. <laughs> guys got the whole thing. It's like wrapped around the front of uh, Another NBA note. Um, to offset financial issues or losses due to COVID, NBA is considering two expansion franchises. Apparently they lost enough money to offset financial losses during COVID. They're considering two franchises. You know where they're going to go, right? Yeah. Seattle and Vegas. I know. That's my guess. Vegas is a sports hotbed right now. Yeah. You got Seattle with the NHL team coming in. Did you notice? Why not Buffalo? Buffalo had an NBA team. They'll bring back back the Supersonics. Yeah. (laughs) Did you notice? uh, Flint Tropics. I don't want to. I don't uh, want. I don't want to talk about him right now. But when uh, when Harden finally oh. returned to Houston for camp, whenever a couple of weeks ago, and he was fat, <laughs> they showed him in whatever their arena name is. I can't remember. There were hockey boards in the arena around. Oh, around so the they're not taking court. him down. Houston doesn't have a hockey team. Oh, so there was. Yeah, they do the arrows, right? AHL team. Do they play in that arena? I don't know if they play in that arena. But they have an AHL team. And the AHL isn't starting. They don't even know if they're going to play. Late February. As you, as you said the other day, you and I were texting yeah. the other day. You don't even know if they'll have a Houston, season. But. Houston, I think the NHL's done expanding for a while. But the rumor when the Seattle was going on that Houston was in the mix. So could there be a team that's looking to move or something? It was, sure it's not just happenstance. Like, is Texas doing high school sports and they had their state championship in the arena or something? There is hockey. zero chance there's... High, high school, school hockey, hockey in Texas. Houston, Texas. Especially in... There's not even college thinking. hockey that far south. Sure. I think it's... Huntsville, Alabama. You could be... I think you're out of something. Yeah. It, it just looked like they were trying to outfit this arena for, hey, if we need to bring a hockey franchise in here, how can we do it? Yeah. Or do they do, they do like... Uh, if they have to go to a bubble, do you go to someplace like Texas because you can have fans? Yeah, that could be, too. That maybe maybe that's where the Stanley Cup's going. Even though they don't traditionally play in a neutral site. Speaking but. of hockey, and obviously it's not a big deal now. I was I've been looking at the Seattle Kraken hats, and I'm like, I really like the hats, the shirts. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking about buying one, and then they fucking hired Jason Botterill, and I'm like, fuck oh, that, yeah, I'm no. done. All these guys, Just, assistant GM. Seattle <laughs> <laughs> will be terrible for fucking ten years, so don't worry. You ready to get into stars? Sure. All right, my uh, third star. I had to give it to Justin Fields just because I felt like Ohio State was considered somewhat of an underdog in that game. 385 yards, six <clears throat> touchdowns, and his win over Clemson. So I had to give it to Fields. Somehow, in all this mess, we've only mentioned one of my stars, so I'm feeling good. Uh, my third star, a man that I think people have counted down and out, Steph Curry dropped a career high 62 points on Sunday against Portland. Our NBA expert over here. So yeah, I, he is. I've been watching an <laughs> odd amount of NBA the last couple of weeks. So yeah, Curry 
62 points. That's no small feat in the NBA. Right. I watched like shitload of college basketball yesterday. I also watched like four hours of two and a half men the night before. I so. love two and a half men. You co- <laughs> seasons one through eight when yeah. Charlie Sheen was on there, Those you can bad. quiz me yeah. anything and I will get it. You know, you know an episode was on the other night and you'll love it because it was one of your fantasy names back in the day. Vod. Vod oh, Knockers. Vod Knockers. <laughs> the name is Vod. Vod Knockers. Uh, my third star is Antonio Williams. It wasn't crazy. No to but- the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know who it is. Bills, the Bills practice squad running back. They oh, called yeah, up this yeah, week. yeah, yeah. 12 carries, 63 yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> and caught a catch for 20 yards. Dude, that guy hits the hole pissed off. <laughs> Dude, and I, when he hits the line, like, the line goes that way. Like a four-string practice squad <laughs> running back. I'll file that under the reasons Miami shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Was it you that liked a tweet that I saw? This is the Bills backups are the second best team in the AFC East. Yeah. This this kid <laughs> likes so many tweets, oh. it takes up half of my Twitter feed. People that I don't follow that he's liking. Who's it? Scott it Coleman, long. your brave source. Oh my yeah. feed is full of his shit during baseball season <laughs> from you liking it. <laughs> he's a, he's he just lives out in Arizona. Just a little this, this is somebody I don't follow that I know who he is and what he does because he likes all everything. It's like boy. there's a contest, like a free ticket to whoever <laughs> likes the most tweets at the end of the My year. boy Scott Coleman. <laughs> Do you have any stars this week or you just got duds? I'm just vibing through the stars. Yeah, go ahead. Proceed. Right. <laughs> uh, my second star is, I. he was also a star last week, but I got to give it to him again. Uh, Baker Mayfield in the Browns. That was a tight game. Uh that is what it is. It's football. Anybody can win week to week. But Mayfield went out on that final drive, picked up like three or four first downs running the ball, yeah. keep that clock moving and not, you know, punting it. So yeah. congrats to the Browns fans. Man, 18 years and no playoffs. I know I, what it's like. I, I like that they're in the playoffs. I do too. I think it'll be fun. At least we are only 17. Yeah, true. Sabres might break that soon. <laughs> uh, Come on, we're only at 13. My <laughs> My second star, we've already mentioned, uh, Derrick Henry got 2,000 rushing yards. Uh, I believe only the eighth running back all time to get 2,000 rushing Something yards. Something like that. He's now fifth on the list of uh, the eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. I don't think it's been done since Peterson, probably. Peterson, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, Derrick Henry, my second star. A couple guys. Chris Henry was probably close. Maybe that was before. He might be one that hit 2,000. Hmm. Right? Is that what his name? Titans. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Chris Johnson. Yeah, Chris Johnson. Guy that fucking Oh, Chris flew. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Right? What yep. I call Chris Henry. I, oh, same thing. Chris Johnson. Those two Eric Henry. <laughs> gotcha. There's some Chris Johnson. Gotcha. Uh, my second, we already mentioned Devontae Smith. Start, yeah. of the, start of the year. Okay. My first, we already mentioned, was Josh Allen. Okay. Uh, my first, so we haven't recorded in two weeks, so I got to go back to Christmas Day. Elvin uh, Kamara against Minnesota, rush oh, for. Yeah. 155 yards and six touchdowns. And Sean Payton robbed him of that record. Yeah, because yeah, because that tied the all-time record for rushing touchdowns. Anyway. And did not sorry, Alvin. You're gonna have to take a seat here. Yeah. We're gonna put uh, Taysom in to run one in here. Yeah. So yeah, six touchdowns, one game. That's that. Does that show how bad Minnesota's defense is? I guess. Yeah. Before I get to my first start, shout out though to I'm gonna forget somebody, Russell Wilson. Um. Drew Brees, I, I'm missing a guy, for getting guys extra money this past week on contract. Oh, yes. So I actually have – I'll go over. I have some honorable mentions. All right. So my first star is the United States of America World Junior Team winning the championship last night against Canada. Canada's just America's hat. 
two nothing. <laughs> Canada was dominant all tournament. Yeah. Um, and there was a few. Pre- I know a podcast that Russ and I both listened to. They gave some predictions, and the producer of it predicted the U.S. would win one nothing. And you wouldn't believe the tweets that got sent to him saying this guy is crazy for thinking that the U.S. is going to shut down Canada's offense, all this stuff. And U.S. goes in there. U.S., individually talented, Canada by far over yeah. talented. But as a team perspective, that U.S. team was unbelievable. This year's Canada team, I believe, has 19 kids that have already been drafted in the NHL. Right. Which is just stupid. This yeah. is World Junior, so... Under, tw- you under have, 20. You have to be... 19 by some date. So there's a couple kids that have hit their 20th birthday. But, yeah, so this is basically 17 to 19-year-olds, and they already have 19 kids that have been drafted. They played – I found the illegal feed of the game after, like, 45 tries. It wasn't on TV? Five. It was on NHL Network, but NHL I don't have it. Oh, nobody gets I don't get it either. It's locked. Um, but, but it was a hell of a game. I think I picked it up with, like, 12 minutes left in the second period. Um, which was already two nothing at that point, but um, it was a, it was a great game and shout out to the U.S. and even another note on that because of all the NHL camps already happening, a lot of teams sent chartered flights up to Edmonton, which is where the tournament was being held because they were playing in a bubble to send to bring guys back to their camps because as soon as they did that, they only had to quarantine for a certain number of days instead of if they came back like with family or with the team, it was like 14 days. Now it's only like seven or something. So in Buffalo in particular, Buffalo had a guy on um, two guys, yeah, a guy on each team and they chartered a flight back last night and they will be ready for next Thursday for For opening opening night. night. And a lot, a lot of teams, Canada and us, I think there was a group of 10 guys that sent guys a charter flight down to Southern Cal yeah. They played for the, the Kings and, and, the Kings. and they sent, yeah, it was like eight guys from both teams got on a flight after the game and went yep. down. Those guys in Buffalo. So Dylan Cousins and Jack Quinn that you're mentioning, I think it was Kruger today, said Cousins, without saying it, he basically said Cousins will be in the lineup opening night. He said he's in the mix. And they said Quinn, they're looking to develop. So I don't expect right. him to be in the lineup. Yeah, we talked about that. So I'll throw my honorable mentions out here. I wrote these down because we've talked in the past and we'll wrap it up. You're dud. We talked about the uh, contracts and stuff and the incentives. So they always talked about it and it's always week 17. So here they are. Emmanuel Sanders needed eight catches. He got those eight catches and that was an additional $500,000. It was great watching him get that eighth one. Yeah. He knew it because he caught it. was like a seven yard in route. He knew what it he was. He caught it and he dropped down. And he just puts his hands up in the air. Everybody, the announcers were even like, what the hell's going on? Leonard Floyd for the Rams needed a half a sack to get ten sacks for one point two five million. Got his half a sack. I think he actually had, he might have two sacks or at least. Uh, Tom Brady needed to finish top five in the NFL passing for another five hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. He did that. He finished third. Uh, Antonio Brown needed, I believe, forty-two passes or forty-five yards. You mean? Was it? No, he needed catches. Oh, oh for the year. For the year. For yeah, the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, he caught three shovel passes from Brady to get another 250K. The man that fell on his ass and didn't cash, Andy Dalton. The Cowboys needed to win to make the playoffs. He got an extra million dollars, and they did not. One guy you missed, David Moore, was a big fact on Seattle. 
he needed one catch, and Russell Wilson, they could have kneeled the ball, said he called the play, and everybody was like, what the hell's going on? He called a little shovel pass to David Moore, and he got an extra 100 Holy grand. Shit. And he goes, they asked him about the last, they're like, why'd you do that? Because you could have just kneeled it and ended the game. He said, I just got David Moore $100,000, and that feeds his family and helps everyone around him. Yep. He said, that's why we did it. Yep. Yep. And uh, there was a, I forget if it was Rodgers, or maybe McAfee was just talking about it. Monday, I think. Oh, yeah, get that back. He said your coaches are always saying, like, oh, get that money, get that money. But then they'll be like in the third quarter, be like, oh, you're coming out of the game. Yeah. It's coming so they the always say it, but the up top's like, oh, no, don't don't let him don't let him get that bonus. He said you always see guys doing that. Hit yeah. us with a dud. Well, it's kind of last minute, but I, I think we didn't address it enough when we were talking about coaches. We sort of said about McDermott, but I, I think it's rare for us to see a quarterback – and the coach relationship to be as tight as what we're seeing in Buffalo. Like, obviously, Tom and Bill, they looked close, but now that they're apart, they realize that they weren't actually close. (laughs) McDermott has said that he thinks that Allen is like his son, and you see them hug each other and love each other. I think that that's underlooked. I know he's coach of the year last year, and that's why I think we stayed away from it, but just seeing the way that he's brought cohesion to the team, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Uh, I think we all know who the dud of the week is. It's Doug Peterson. But at the same time, he almost gets a star of the week for just straight up big dick energy. I mean, he didn't care about <laughs> what it was going to – the backlash, really, which yeah. I think he deserves. But it's hard to really put him in the dud category too hard because at the end of the day, we talked about the other teams put themselves in that position. You don't put yourself yeah. – your back against the wall and then start blaming other people. Yeah. Adding on to that, I don't know if you guys saw the following night the Sixers were playing – NBC Sports Philadelphia Sixers are big. They tweeted, uh-oh, the Sixers taking out their starters in the fourth quarter. No one tell the Giants. <laughs> I did see that. One uh, last little thought. I'm so excited that golf is back. Just well, seeing all the highlights of them in Hawaii is yeah, getting me going. I'm pumped. Uh, one other note, they did make it official this week. The entire NCAA tournament will be held in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Entire tournament. Yeah. Entire tournament. They announced two sites, Lucas Oil Field and another. Yeah, I forget where. But yeah. So it will be held in Indy. All right, gentlemen. It's good to have you back. Until next week.